Hi, I'm Stephanie Trithui and welcome to Motherland Australia, a podcast celebrating and connecting rural mums across the country. Each week, I'll bring you real and raw stories of motherhood told by women on the land. It's a wild roller coaster we're all on, so no matter where you live or what you do, we're in it together and you're not alone. So, what's it like to raise kids on the land? This is Motherland. Welcome back. This week's episode is supported by Billy and Grace. When it comes to the little men in your life, sometimes it can be tough to find a selection of nice quality clothes for them. So due to popular demand, Billy and Grace's mission this year is to expand their stylish boys range. All their pieces are beautiful, sustainable and handcrafted clothing that your kids will outgrow before they wear out. Check out billyandgrace.com.au. Details are in today's show notes. This week's episode is also supported by Above Nanny Agency. Are you looking for a nanny, governess, home tutor, station cook or other home help? Well, Above Nanny Agency takes the hard work and the stress out of finding the perfect fit for your family. They service all areas of Australia, specialising in rural placements, using their own experience and the needs of the families to find the perfect match. Go to abovenannyagency.com.au for more information or phone Elise direct on 0428 791 Details are in today's show notes. This week, I catch up with rural mum Sal Bradford, who lives on a cattle station in central Queensland. You might be familiar with her through her business and social media, The Rural She Empire. Sal is passionate about supporting the mental health and well-being of other rural mums. It comes after her own silent struggle with postnatal depression, which left her desperate for a natural solution to help her feel like herself again. This is her story. Sal, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for jumping on. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. No worries. I'm really excited to get to know you a bit more. So before we dive into it, just give us a bit of an intro. Tell us a bit about yourself, what you do and where you live and who's in your family. Awesome. So I am 34. I'm a mum of three. I have two little boys, Mac and Archie. Mac is in prep. Um, distance ed and I'm actually (laughs) sitting here in the schoolroom as we speak because it seems to be the quietest place in the house at the moment. Um, Archie is four and Savannah is almost one and my husband and I we manage a cattle station in central Queensland so we're about an hour 100k sort of north of Moranbah and we've been here for almost two years now we absolutely love it. Oh, beautiful. And tell me a bit about, you know, where did you grow up? Where are you from originally and and what brought you to the station out there? So I'm originally from southeast Queensland in the Brisbane Valley and I I grew up on a feedlot um, and grew up camp drafting and I I kind of left school and I went to university at, did UQ at Gatton and studied agribusiness. Um, when I finished uni, I, um, I had a really great job with one of the big banks and um, I had like this awesome career um, growing for me. I had the company car and everything, but um, in my heart, I just, I knew I wanted to get get back to the land. I grew up on the land and I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't cut out to be in an office um, all my life. So I actually left 
that awesome career I had started building behind after a couple of years and um, went up to the Gulf contract mustering and that kind of led me on a bit of a path to contracting you know in the Gulf and then I spent a little bit of time up the Cape um, which was probably the highlight of my 20s and um, ended up back around the Mount Coolan area um, which is kind of west of Mackay and that's where I met my husband um, just at the local watering hole and basically the rest is history. We were engaged within three months um, and living and working together, contract, yard building and fencing um, until we got married a couple of years later and started having kids. Wow, so that was a bit of a whirlwind pub romance. So tell me, like, what it, what was it like when you when you met and how did you, I know it sounds really corny, but how did you know? Because that's, you know, getting engaged three months later, 12 weeks after knowing someone, that's not that long. Um, it's beautiful. But, yeah, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it was, it was a real whirlwind. And it's honestly just one of those cases of, you know, when you know, you know. And... Um, when I met Mick, I had met him before, but to be honest, I had never paid any attention to him. Um, and, you know, when we kind of got together, we just became, we became best friends. Like we wanted to be um, with each other all the time and we just knew, like we knew we wanted to be together forever. And um, yeah, so within three months, that was it. We were engaged. It was a couple of years though until we got married. So, um, and, you know, that's my behalf. I wanted to plan this big extravagant wedding, which was absolutely amazing. And we had the best weekend. It actually seemed like it was a week-long celebration. Um, but, yeah, it was a whirlwind romance in the in the beginning. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still best mates today. So, obviously, we made the right choice. Yeah, you clearly did. And it's a lovely story. And I suppose what were your, what were you both doing at that time, like from a living arrangement? And when you met, did you think you'd be moving out, um, you know, to a station with him? And when did that happen? Tell us about that transition. Yeah, so I was contracting um, just on one of the, the local stations and um, Mick was working for Mackingale Shan at the time um, and had been for a few years. And um, when we got engaged, um, I kind of worked, started working a bit with Mick and we did a bit of work for Mackingale together. And then we actually, um, we actually left this area where we are now and went down around um, Bohemia, so between Mara and Rolleston, west of Rockhampton, um, to a family property, one of my family properties. Um, we were there for about five years and that's where we got married and began our family. Um, and while we were there, we um, we did some sale yard work, we did some contract mustering um, and you know, once we started having the kids, Mick was away contracting a lot, um, yard building and things like that. He's um, an exceptional welder. Anyone who knows him knows that. Um, um, he's just a very talented man. So he was contracting away a lot. And when we started having kids, I, I was really struggling, to be honest, um, because I was such an outside person, mm. um, making that shift from being outside all the time to being a mum in the house, just doing baby stuff and talking babies and, you know, the same mundane routine mm. every single day. And, you know, I, I, th I feel like 
it's kind of the same for every new mum, like your first one, um, it's such an effort just to leave the house. Like you think you need to have everything, um, including the kitchen sink, um, just to go down to the cattle yards or something like that. And, and I was very much in that mindset. Um, so I was really struggling when I became a mum. As much as I love my kids dearly, I, um, you know, they're my greatest achievement in life. But um, as a woman, I was just really struggling with, you know, the hood and, and that shift from being outside. So, um, yeah. So tell me a bit about, um, you know, that first, I guess that first year or so as a mum for the first time, as you said, you were so active and outdoors and mustering and that all, it's a bit of a wake up call when you've got a little human that's relying on you 24 seven. So was it what you expected? I mean, I don't think motherhood ever is, but tell us a bit about, I suppose, your, you know, expectations of what it might be like versus what you were dealt with, you know, once you got handed your baby. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> expectation versus reality is completely different. Um, but, I mean, I was blessed with um, a very easy baby. All of my babies have been easy babies, so I'm so incredibly lucky compared to, you know, so many mums out there, remote mums that, you know, have babies with reflux or colic or, you know, other things going on. Like, I'm so lucky in that regard. But I really struggled mentally, to be honest. Um, I had... Um, I, I definitely had postnatal depression, but um, no one knew about it I, apart from my husband. I really struggled with that on my own and I um, still to this day, I'm really um, dealing with anxiety. Um, I've definitely dealt with my depression and um, I had such a supportive husband and I was at the point where you know, he was really encouraging me to go and get help because I just wasn't coping with um, how I was feeling mentally about everything and and all of that kind of stuff. And he was really encouraging me to get help. But um, me being me, I um, I went looking for something that would be was like a natural alternative. And um, I stumbled across um, a health and lifestyle program, which was all centered around whole food nutrition and um, centered around family health. And I thought, you know what, I, I just feel like I need to give this a shot because um, I had nothing to lose. I was exhausted. I was really struggling mentally and it just kind of made sense. So I got started on this program and that's literally what dug me out of the trenches of feeling the way I was. And I think it's, you know, it, it was a combination of um, the motivation I got from feeling so much better within myself because I was putting so much goodness into my body and looking after myself, which is something that I hadn't done. And so many mums don't do. We put ourselves last all the time. Um, because we're running around after other people and stressing about everything else in life. We put ourselves last and, um, you know, me deciding to put myself first and look after myself um, was probably the best decision I ever made um, because it's really helped me to be a better mum and be more present and be, um, you know, just more motivated and energetic when it comes to my kids because there's no doubt that, um, you know, three kids later, it's still most certainly mundane. Um, but I've definitely become so much more comfortable with motherhood, that's for sure. 
And so tell me how bad, you know, did it get at, at your sort of lowest point? Talk us through, you know, what, what you felt like you were struggling the most. I mean, postnatal depression is not something that can be explained easily, I suppose, and everyone's story is so different. But what, what, were you, what do you think specifically caused it and, and how bad did it get? Well, for me, it was, it was this real loss. I had just lost all of my confidence. I felt, I felt just like a shell of the person that I once was. Like in my, in my early 20s, you know, pre-kids, I was, you know, quite a confident, outgoing person, life of the party, uh, and loved to party. <laughs> um, and when I, when I had my kids, I got to the point where I didn't even want to go to like a local barbecue or talk to people on the phone because I felt like I had nothing of worth to say and I was just I was just at such a low point in myself that you know like I just wanted to get through the day whether you know with tears and you know whatever and to be honest like I, I kept myself busy like I was um, a Nazi cleaning person and I'm still a very tidy person but I was I was horrendous with you know how much cleaning I was doing and obsessing over that and I think that was my little way of dealing with it and I guess that's why I still revert to it now like cleaning um, um, and being a clean person but I um, I just lost this I just totally lost this connection with myself and and the outside world and I just wasn't enjoying being a mother everything just seemed like such a big um, deal such a big task even though it wasn't and it's so hard to explain because you feel so embarrassed and guilty because you feel that way because you have the most beautiful little creation um, that you know loves you to pieces um, but you're just not dealing with it and you know I'm just grateful that I took that step um, to start looking after myself I'm, I'm really grateful that I didn't have to go down the road of medication and things like that which so many people need to do and I most certainly recommend that you know if you're really struggling or someone out there is really struggling to go and seek help um, you know I was just fortunate enough to get myself out of that before I had to go down that path but that's where I was heading and so at, at this lowest lowest point you know is this after your first child or your second T take us through because you know a lot of mums I've spoken to a lot of us do go through some dark times and, and they vary to you know vary in degree of seriousness but I often you know my, my question is when you've gone through that once you know going back to have another baby you know, going back to the newborn days and going back to that creature relying on you 24-7, it can be very difficult when you've gone through depression, you know, postnatal depression to then, you know, take on motherhood again. It's a lot. So t tell us a bit about, you know, you've had three, um, so obviously one didn't deter you too much. So tell us a bit about um, that journey and, and how you dealt with it um, and dealt with your depression going through, you know, children's, you know, one, two and three. Yeah, so um, it most certainly came about. I was I was at my worst with my first child um, and with Mac. And to be honest, for me, transitioning from one to two um, was better 
for me than having one. And I know lots of people struggle with the transition from one to two because you're you're going from one little human to two little humans that are reliant on you. And like my boys are quite close together; they're you know 20 months apart. Um, but I I think I found because I just had I had more on my plate. I had less time to think about all of the stuff that was swirling around in my head. Um, and you know, I guess because I was struggling silently, um, you know, I just and Mick and I had talked about having, you know, we wanted our kids all close together. Um, you know, it was just natural that we went back and we fell pregnant the second time, even though I was I was still struggling. Um, but I definitely feel most certainly that having Archie, like my second baby, helped me to some degree, but I was still low. I was still not coping and, yeah, that's when I went down the path of, of looking for, you know, something that was self-care related to, you know, looking after myself so then I could better look after my family. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I mean, obviously I had started that. There's a three-and-a-half-year gap between Archie and Savannah um, so I have just been a completely different mum with Sav um, and I feel like she's a completely different little human because of it because I'm just enjoying her rather than stressing about all of the little things that, you know, that definitely get every mum down but, um, you know, it's just part of being a mum and we need to, you know, we need to... Uh, we just need to stick together and reassure each other and let each other know that it's okay for those dishes to be in the sink. It's okay for the floor to not be super clean. It's okay for those toys to be out. It's it's okay that, you know, all of these little things are going on and we, we're not on top of anything. We're juggling a million balls and we're probably dropping 990,000 of them. <laughs> That's totally okay when we're in the trenches of motherhood. Um, but when you're there and you're feeling isolated and feeling completely alone in it, um, yeah, you just, it does really get you down. So, mm. I mean, I'm just thankful that I found a way out of it. And so tell me a bit about how you've, I mean, do you plan on having any more children or is, are you three and done? No, we're three and done. I, I kind of, um, there is such a big gap between Archie and Savannah because, I I kind of had this, oh, I wasn't done. Like I, I've always been told, you know, from my mum friends that, that are done with kids that you just know. You know when you're done. And after having Archie, um, I didn't quite feel like I was done, but I also had this feeling of, well, we have these two beautiful, healthy little boys. Am I just greedy for going back for a third? Like when we have these two beautiful, healthy little kids as it is. So that's why there's such a gap between Archie and Sav. And I got to a point where I was like, I, I just have to bite the bullet because I'm not, I'm not going to feel complete until I've had that third baby. But as soon as I had Sav, I knew I was done, especially having a little girl. I mean, I always kind of thought I was going to be a boy mum. But when I got that little girl, um, yeah, she just completed our family and we're most certainly done. Um, and, yeah, we could be more blessed. And so having come from such an active, you know, life, you know, with farming and mustering and have you managed to balance a little bit of that farm life and the stuff that you used to do before kids or is it just too full on, you know, being the mum to three? 
Well, I think at the moment I at the moment I definitely spend the majority of my time around the house. And this year especially, it's been it's been quite busy with Max starting prep um, in the schoolroom, and Archie, um, you know, is he's kindy next year, um, and Sav, you know, she's she's a baby crawling around at the moment, um, and my business on top of that. So um, just juggling those balls this year has kept me around the house, but um, I'm just so much better within myself because I have. I have something for myself now and I think that's so important for every mum find to find something for themselves no matter what it is um, you know like there are so many crafty women out there that you know when they become a mum they um, you know they make handmade goodies or hand you know whatever I'm just not creative like that mm -hmm. so I you know I was fortunate enough when I started the, the health and lifestyle program I was utilizing um, and it had such an impact on me I decided to um, join the business side of it as well and that was four years ago and um, that small decision that it was such a small decision at the time it completely changed our life um, and change the path of our life um, to the point where you know like my husband who was contracting away all the time um, was able to stop doing that and we're now managing a place together so we're together as a family every single day so he's gone from you know not seeing our kids um, and me struggling because I didn't have him around much and just you know everything I was dealing with to having such a present husband and dad and it's just been absolutely amazing and afforded me the gift to have a beautiful governess here teaching Mac um, which is pretty special to me as well. Yeah so tell us a little bit about this little business that you run um, yeah tell us what it is how it works and how it's going. Yeah, so I like essentially I am a, a partner with the Juice Plus company. So it's in the network marketing industry and there are like so many different network marketing companies out there and anyone who's considering um, going down that path, I highly recommend it. So I want to kind of tell you a little bit about my story before uh, or my mentality around this before I did it. I um, like the products and the program made complete sense to me and um, the business side was mentioned when I got started on the products and the program and I was so quick to say no. Um, I didn't even give the poor girl who was helping me out a chance to <laughs> talk me into it. I was like, oh my God, no way. Um, you know, I barely use Facebook. I don't know how to use social media. I'm an outside person. Um, but obviously when this had helped me so much, I just became really passionate about sharing it with other women, especially women who were going through the same sort of thing as me because, um, you know, it's so important that we stick together and help each other through the trenches of motherhood. Um, so I got started in the business I signed up um, as a business partner with Juice Plus 
Um, and it was just me four years ago, just little old me. I paid $165 and signed up my business and, and um, took this massive leap out of my comfort zone, started sharing my journey um, quite vulnerably, vulnerably on social media. And um, I was just really blown away by how many other women out there related to that and needed I guess the same thing in their life and that just set me on that path to to growing my business and now four years later um, we've created the brand which is the Rural She Empire um, and there's over 200 women um, doing this business now alongside me rural and remote women all from all over Australia and you know I just get so much emotional revenue from doing this business knowing that it's all about helping other people, um, which is, you know, exactly what I was looking for when I first got started. I was looking for that helping hand. I was looking for that support. Um, and I, I didn't realise it, but I was also looking for some independence back, which is such a huge thing that I lost. And, you know, most mums lose that when we become a mum. We lose our independence. And, you know, when we can find some way um, to be independent again and have something for ourselves that gives us purpose that just it just changes your life no matter what kind of an income you're making from it when you have that sense of purpose outside of being a mum mm. it's just really special and so just to be clear because I was you know had a look at the website earlier and whatnot and it, you know it's explained as a basically a whole food supplement you know program and and you're obviously focused on helping you know rural women um, with their health how does it actually work because you hear about all these like little businesses you know in the city and like food delivery services and all this stuff that happens in the city which is a lot easier when you can you know dial uber eats and get delivered food delivered to your door how does this actually work for rural women like what what is it is it recipes is it an actual supplement like tablet like what actually is it and how does it work yeah, so there's two components to it. So the the Juice Plus products are one component. So they're they're obviously the whole supplement that I mentioned, and they're just it's it's simple whole food nutrition. It's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, which is really convenient, and it's exactly what our bodies need, which is what really spoke to me when I first started. I knew it was what my body needed because we live so far from town, we don't get the nutrition that we need, but you also can't just take a supplement and continue to live an unhealthy lifestyle. So that's where the other component comes in, which is our lifestyle program. And um, since um, utilising this program myself, my, myself and the beautiful women in my team, we've we've created our own customer platform, which is called the Wow Hub, which stands for Wellbeing Out West. Um, and it's a platform for all of our customers um, that's obviously very rural focused and very accessible for people in the bush and people living remotely. So on that platform, um, we have hundreds of recipes. Um, we have a PT session, which is um, um, provided in our Facebook group every week. We have a yoga session. We have mindset material because it's really important that you work on the relationship that you have with your diet and your your lifestyle it's not about just um it's not about um just taking a supplement and hoping for the best it's about really making simple changes of, um to improve your lifestyle as a whole so um 
yeah, we've created that to go hand in hand with the products and um, it's been such a success so far um, and I just love that it's really accessible for, for anyone out there, whether they're living in town or whether they're living 500 kilometres from town. There are recipes in there that are um, so family friendly and you can literally use what's in your pantry. So we wanted to create an entire recipe book that um, you could use um, with what you have in your pantry if you're living remotely but want to make some simple changes. So you don't need to be nearby to a health food store and you don't need to be nearby to a gym. We have that all there for you and it's all run by um, a Facebook platform. Mm. Well, you know, New Year and um, the New Year will always sort of spark sort of those New Year's resolutions and people wanting to <laughs> to detox and get back on track for the year. So it's, um, you know, <laughs> probably good timing with that but I suppose like it's so great that as you said earlier that you've got your own little project away from motherhood because I, I'm increasingly speaking to rural mums that feel like that and it just goes to show the power of the internet you know there's so many of us running businesses and side hustles and projects from you know some of the most remote places in the country which is fantastic um internet you know as long as you've got the internet um so how how is motherhood for you now you've, you've had the three you've got this business up and running um you know how are you juggling all it all what's an average day like for you what sort of space are you, are you selling at the moment um well it's kind of like um <laughs> sitting duck pretty much <laughs> looks like I have looks like I have my shit together but um, underneath the surface I'm just treading water like mad <laughs> but essentially like my day starts really early and I generally do a little bit of work on my business first thing generally from bed before the kids wake up um, and I will go downstairs and I try and do a workout most mornings and um, I generally have Savannah in the Jolly Jumper right next to me while I'm doing that and the boys come out and um, jump all over the top of me while I'm doing that. And essentially we obviously then just do the breakfast routine and then until I can get um, baby Sab to sleep about smoko time, um, I'm just... Um, have the mum hat on so I'm doing breakfast we're doing a mail run we're doing running dogs we're doing you know all that kind of stuff um, picking up toys mm -hmm. um, when I get a baby to sleep just after smoko I get stuck into my business then and I have I generally have a couple of hours every single day um, to work on my business while Sav's asleep um, and then the afternoon is just spent being a mum again so I'm really um, kind of focused at the moment on helping my little boys get to um, riding better. So we're sort of doing that most afternoons now. And um, yeah, then at night time, I quite often will put the kids to bed and do another hour or so on my business. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of my time. Like some, some nights I will just snuggle my baby on the lounge and um watch friends or the big bang theory or whatever is on tv um but some nights i will put my kids to bed and work on my business it's just all about balance but i love the flexibility of it and i love i love seeing other women do something for themselves it really lights me up especially knowing you know how much i was personally struggling struggling to how much confidence i have regained mm. just through you know building a support network and and plugging into other women who who raise you up and just, you know, watching other people shine, it's, it's just so great.
Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I forgot to ask you earlier, you mentioned that you moved to to your family's station. You were there for five years. So does that mean you moved on from there? Tell us where you're actually based now, whose property you're on now and, and all that. Yeah, so um, we were on a family property for about five years and then um, Archie was about nine months old. He was actually close to one and we moved back up to the Mount Coolan area which is where Mick and I first met. Um, we initially came back up here to do a big yard building contract um, but when we came back up, we didn't want to leave. So we <laughs> we bought back, we bought back, that's not a typo, bought back the little house that we had sold five <laughs> years previous. Wow. <laughs> and um, did, a, did a few little renos on that little house and um, after Mick had done the set of yards, he then took a job working for... Um, Simmons Cattle Co. So that's who we're working for now, Richard and Robin, and they're amazing to work for. Um, Mick spent 12 months on their home block, which is Avon Downs, um, which is about two hours sort of of Clermont. Um, and now we're managing um, one of their other properties, which actually neighbours Avon Downs, and it's called Glen Avon, and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and we're hoping to stay here for a very long time. Oh, lovely. And um, I suppose, you know, what's what's next for you? You've obviously, you know, you've got your hands full with the kids and your business is, is flourishing. You know, what are your sort of hopes and dreams for, for Sal and also, you know, as a mum, like what's next? Well, I I mean, in terms of, you know, my business, it's, it's going to just keep growing um, now. It's sort of gotten to a point where there's just so many beautiful women um, doing this alongside me that it will just naturally keep growing. And I just kind of get to be a part of that now and, you know, help, help and guide the other women that are getting started, um, which is kind of where I spend most of my time in my business now. Um, and we're just really kind of kind of trying to set ourselves and our kids up for the future. So obviously down the track we have um, three lots of boarding school fees and, you know, children that will want cars and all of that jazz. So, uh, you know, we're kind of trying to start planning for that now. And, um, yeah, the other, the other little project that we have on the go is um, something that's called Rural Women Unite and that's a not-for-profit organization which was set up um, gosh almost three years ago now and um, it's something that's very close to my heart um, and we we hold ladies luncheons um, throughout Queensland at the moment raising money and raising awareness for mental health in the bush um, so unfortunately this year that has been put on hold um, or for 2020 it was put on hold um, due to COVID, but we're we're back in the planning stages of a of a luncheon in Charters Towers in March. Um, we actually had um, a beautiful luncheon planned. We had two women, two hundred women, coming along to the luncheon in Charters Towers in March um, of two thousand and twenty. And a week before the luncheon, we had to cancel everything, which was absolutely devastating. Um, but, you know, so many people were in the same boat <laughs> with that kind of thing. So we're back in the planning stages of bringing that to life again. And, and this is all about um, raising You know, life. hopefully we can... Sorry, this is all about raising yeah, the mental yes. health. Yeah, yeah. So 
um, myself and a couple of other women who who all sort of went through the same struggles when we became a mum. Um, we put together this little group and we were like, you know, let's let's just start raising awareness around this, get women talking about it because what I have found is that, you know, women in the bush where the backbone of the family um, and quite often I find that we don't talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so we kind of set out on this mission to get women talking about it and um, letting them know that it's okay and that, you know, we, we all kind of go through it and as long as we're there to hold each other's hands and pick up the phone and, you know, really ask people if they're okay, um, then, you know, that's what counts. And, you know, just bringing the women together at the luncheons is really special and we we have um, sort of partnered with um, Julie Cross. So she comes along as our guest speaker and she is absolutely amazing. Um, she's a motivational speaker. She's a women's empowerment speaker. Um, and we've also partnered, partnered with virtual psychologists. So all of our funds go to virtual psychologists who provide um, a free free mental health services for people who are in rural and remote areas around Australia. Oh, that's fantastic. You've certainly got your hands full with babies and businesses and I think it's a really good reminder, you know, women in particular um, and mums I'm sure in particular, we're very guilty of like comparing our lives to others and social media is great but it can also be your biggest downfall because you look at someone like yourself, you know, who looks, you know, very successful with a beautiful family and you sort of, you kind of forget that behind all these pictures and success stories and businesses, there are there are women and mums who have struggled and they might have struggled as much as you or more than you or less than you. But the point is, is um, it's really I love speaking to successful women um, who have also gone through a bit of pain because it just is a good reminder to those, you know, I certainly didn't know about your story. And now, you know, looking at your social media, it's like a whole new appreciation for knowing that you've you've been in the trenches and you've really struggled to get to where you are now. So I think that's a really important message. So thank you for, yeah, for being so honest about it and for sharing sharing your story. It's been fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having me. And like, you're so you're so right. Like, it is a good reminder. And I think, you know, so many women do compare themselves to others on social media, but it's just the highlight reel. And I know one thing I've tried to do throughout my my entire journey of of motherhood and and I guess growing my business is to just be vulnerable on social media, share the ups, share the downs, share the the ugly and all the in-between because it's, you know, life isn't perfect and, um, you know, as much as, I'm, you know, we're all trying to work on something for the greater good, like we still all do struggle and it's okay to struggle so long as you reach out for help, um, seek help when you need it, um, even if it's in a friend or if you can't go to a friend, go to someone that you don't know, like the service that I just mentioned before, virtual psychologists. You can literally text those guys um, and you'll have a professional on the other end of the phone line to talk to. No, oh, it's fantastic. It's an important reminder because you can feel pretty lonely living rurally and there's not always a doctor or a psychologist down the road or in town or, you know, so it's just about, you know, understanding there are resources out there, especially online, which I think, you know, COVID last year really highlighted that um, the need for more remote um, online services, which is, I think, only a good thing for people living in, in rural and remote Australia because we need more of it. So um, thank you so much, Sal, for sharing your story. I've loved hearing about it. I look forward to 
following your your family and your business and it's all all very exciting and thanks for being so so open about your story oh thanks for having me it's been such an honor Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you're interested in sponsoring a Motherland episode, please head to the contact section at motherlandaustralia.com.au. You can also nominate a rural mum for the podcast through the website. And finally, if you've got a minute, I'd love it if you could leave a rating and review to help more rural mums discover the podcast. Catch you next week.